If you know me at all, you know that debt is my bread mm -hmm. and danger my butter. Oh, no, danger's my bread and death is my butter. No, no, wait. Danger's my bread. Death, no, death. No, I'm sorry. Death is my... Death and danger are my various breads and, and various butters. Mm -hmm. right? I want some help. This is a family project. Okay. We want to do the backstory for Charles Edward Chizoskiewicz after he after he immigrated as a young child yeah. by himself. His family was left back in Poland. And at Ellis Island, of course, they renamed him Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, exactly. And his his early upbringing just led him to to demand places for kids to be kids, and to and to suffer you know significant public health issues. Oh yeah, and uh, and and to pay. An inordinate number of tickets for really crappy toys. Right, and to, to uh, promote the existence of animatronic displays. Mm -hmm. The folks out in the studio, you are, I assume, younger than us. Um, I think we've actually established that. Uh, did, you, did you go, was Chuck E. Cheese a, desti a birthday destination? I don't think there are really Chuck E. Cheeses in Manhattan, so it they was not a major thing in my childhood. There weren't, there weren't high-rise Chuck did you E. Look, Cheeses? Did you keep looking? Yeah. I think there were some in Queens, but just no one had any birthday parties there. Maybe they were on top of skyscrapers that are in revolving were, restaurants. Well, wait, were you guys going to Tavern on the Green? Where were you guys going to your birthday parties? I don't know. I feel like a lot of birthday parties were at Chelsea Piers. Oh, yeah, because they got like all the fun stuff there. Yeah. Chelsea mm. Piers. Sponsor. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, Chelsea Piers is fun. But, um, okay, so, you, so you, you never, that's true, friend of the show. <laughs> um you so okay so michelle you never um really had that much Chuck E. cheese experience t-dubs what, what, what about you never i've never been in a Chuck E. cheese once. but you know about it yeah i remember seeing like commercials and advertisements and the like but because it was never you know that it's where a kid can be a kid yeah so so yeah, in, in fact what part. you're saying you guys i mean it's part of the generational thing you guys could never be kids without Chuck E. cheese so you grew up too fast see i I had a sort of a different equation for childhood because I live in the absolute middle of nowhere. So mm -hmm. it was, you know, like, did you have a tree house? Uh, you know, how far is the closest Chuck E. Cheese? Yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. Stuff like that. that. That was the baseline. Um, now, now, Ben, I assume you, that was part of your growing up, Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, so, um, true confession, I, like uh, Thomas, have never been in a Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, my God. I, that, 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 my, this... my childhood was filled with commercials for Chuck E. Cheese. And it's horror stories about the the illnesses suffered by attending a Chuck E. Cheese, oh, and then no. it being mocked on The Simpsons and any any number of pop culture references. It was a huge part of my youth. It was like the the place to go for like a birthday party. What so about nine six seven eleven eleven? That was called pizza, pizza Pizza today. Pizza Pizza in Toronto for our Canadian listeners, of whom there are, I think none. But Chuck E. Cheese was where you would go, and the typically the mom would be there with about fifteen kids. And she would have a bucket of tokens that they, she would buy with, with quarters. And so you'd have these tokens and you'd play video games. And this is before... Video, Dave and Busters? This would be, well, before Dave and Busters, before video games, like in-home video games were any good. So like, this is where you played the really good arcade games. Yeah, arcade games, yeah. Yeah, and yep. then... And like what? Then, what was your favorite? Oh, uh, uh, maybe Marble Madness, maybe Hang On, where you actually got on the motorcycle and were tipping it back and yeah, forth. Yeah, you didn't do that. Um, What was the... Dragon Slayer. Dragon Slayer was there, which oh wow, that that was a tough game. But that, but I, it was like a it was like four tokens to play, and you died almost instantly. All right, I know, they always had a monitor above it because everybody would be around watching the person play. Oh yeah, no, it was it was it was great. And then and then you would you would eat pizza 
and and the pizza you know it, it's hard to even like know if it was any good or not because it was it was just fuel to get you to get to the next video game sometimes you'd play skee ball to get tickets to buy like you it would it would be i think the exchange rate on chuck e cheese tickets you'd have to get about ten thousand of them to get how a, many lobsters is that no it would be like a pencil eraser and so it was it was never worth the the amount of money you spent earning them uh what whatever you got like they, they I mean what, they if had, were, what if you were really really good at a game like if they had Galaga it there, it, 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 like well, I, no, no. I was a Galaga player. I, I crushed Galaga. The video games didn't give you tickets. It oh, was just the, like the, yeah, it was oh. just the the, the ski ball games and stuff like that. So so. But now would, that you brought it up, let's talk yeah. more about Galaga. It's a good game. It's a the best game there has been. I don't think that's the case. They have one at one of the putt putt places here in town. So when we go there, I'll I'll play for a very long time and uh, annoy the kids. Yeah, you're annoying me just by telling me the story. <laughs> you want me to tell you how to get to level fifty? What I'll, I'll go by it step by step. Hold on, just make sure batten down the hatches. Okay, so, so what you do on level one? You're just gonna do a narrative <laughs> yeah. of, of your of your Galaga experience. game opens. Yeah, <laughs> on aliens hmm. descending from the sky. Yes. Now your warrior is at the bottom, and he's got a fire button. Mm-hmm. You all following so far? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, we got you. Okay, so what? And you push the fire button. Can Can we do a thing here <laughs> where you sort of fade out? So at level 37, what happens? It's a big change. <laughs> They're swooping in from the side, and you've uh-huh. got the double firing going. Yes. By the time you get through 49, <laughs> and you're up to 50, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty triumphant uh, feat. And you know, you're only halfway there, because you want to get to... If it turns over at 100. So like on pinball, you, you know, you could turn the game over. You know, you I got to say, it, when you started this a couple hours ago, I was like, this is going to be super boring. But man, you really sold it. This this that was an interesting yeah i kind of couple re- hours of of uh detail on the video game i want to go get you know a, a galaga rom so i can play really. on my yeah. computer i yeah. regret doing the fast forward wavy uh transitions so that you, the, the <laughs> listeners didn't get the full import yeah, of the may, story maybe yeah. we'll put it in bonus episodes at first we i was could. upset about missing my classes but now i'm totally okay with it exactly right i was at a, a drive-in theater in maine mm-hmm. and they had an old arcade attached to the the projector booth room and they had a bunch of old arcade, you know, boxes mm-hmm. that they had. I think they had a Pac-Man, a Mrs. Pac-Man, a Tetris, a Street Fighter. Can I just, can I see yeah, it? I know what you're going to correct. It's Miss Pac-Man, T-Dubs. Sorry, she, sorry. She didn't acknowledge the fact that she was married. I don't think we know that she was married to Miss Pac-Man, to, to Mr. Pac-Man. Well, or just Pac- is, is they could go, be siblings. Wait, does he just go by Pac-Man? Does he have a he's, PhD? He's, uh, he's <laughs> not Mr. Pac-Man. I know. I said, <laughs> yeah. Miss Pac-Man. And they were yeah. just being unused and like kind of forgotten. And I was like, how much do those cell phone he was like oh you're a college student there's no chance i want you to know and i i'm really surprised this has not come up on every single episode uh-huh. when we have an administrator in studio because i have lobbied consistently in the past that they need to buy one or two of these for for the student center here i'm technically administrator how about one of those pac-man games that's the tabletop game oh my gosh people two sitting sitting at each yeah. side of it that's if you go to like a red lobster they have that oh yeah yeah <laughs> but that's why you go to the red, Lo- the red which lobster which is you know it's a step up from Chuck E. Cheese. Absolutely. Founded by Charles Edward Cheezoskiewicz. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the documentary. And as I said, I slept as though dead. Dreaming seamless dreams. Uh, Simon, do you want to, uh, we have a guest. We do have a guest. Oh, should I say something about that guest? <laughs> okay. Do your bit. Well, our our guest today is from the computer science department. CompSci. CompSci department at Lafayette College. 
uh, you're a professor in that department. Amir Sadovnik. Who, who else is here today? Oh, Am I? well, yes. Ben Cohen is here. Ben Brickhouse-Cohen, Simon Tonev. Out in the studio, we've got Michelle-Poulton-Simon working the boards. And Tom T-Dub Williams. I have a, a suggestion. Yeah. I know that we're field testing the T-Dub. Mm-hmm. And that he's still auditioning, so we don't even know how long Thomas will be around. Okay. But for some reason, I'm getting stuck more on T uh, Terwilliger, like Ter- Sideshow Bob. Yeah. Which doesn't follow from Thomas Williams, but the T Will is leading me there. Mm-hmm. So I want to go more in a sideshow Bob or sideshow Tom kind of. Well, how direction. much how much do, should we invest in this? Given that we're not sure if we want to hire him. <laughs> well, that's why I think there was always there were a lot of sideshows to to Krusty the Clown. So I think that might be uh, more that might be more appropriate. Okay. So sideshow Tom. Sideshow Tom. Is that is that is that where we're going with that? I got to ask him. I okay. feel yeah. I'm I'm definitely a sideshow sort of character. <laughs> okay. Well, Sounds here good. we are with our guest in studio. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're I, struggling. Yeah, I know. I really yeah, it's a rough I'm start here. Yeah. I, I know. Ooh, it's not. It, there's no professional um, knowledge here. How are you doing, Amir? I'm pretty good. Did you just finish a class? I just finished the class. Which class was that? I was a lab uh, intro to computing or into computing gaming, I guess. And is it playing games or programming games? What do you think? Well, I'm sure there's playing in part of it yeah you have to you have to play your own game exactly that's true that's what I'm you saying. got you yeah. got me there galaga <laughs> do you play galaga yeah no you don't know galaga it's a game i'm not i'm actually not a big computer game it's galaxian ever. too it's the sequel to galaxian can you actually ben can you describe galaga for amir <laughs> if you don't mind you did it earlier in the show no i'll just have him listen to the yeah, episode that'll, later that'll work. okay <laughs> so is that your area of expertise gaming no how did you come to teach this class uh, we have three introduction courses. Uh, one is through gaming, one is through digital media processing, and one is through robotics. And we all kind of share them uh, here and there. So I, right now, I'm actually only doing the lab on the gaming one. And, you know, it's mostly, it's it's kind of teaching the basics of computer science uh, through some other mediums. So, you know, you don't have to know much about games to know how to program a basic game. Is it all computer science students? No. No, uh, we have uh, electrical engineers, but we also have econ. We have, um, you know, in the past we've had like English, yeah. government and law. This is your second year at the college. That is correct. Is this our newest faculty member guest? Yeah. So uh, which road do we go down? Because the two points of uh, obvious interest are, I actually do want to know about your uh, area of expertise and what you study and what you work on, mm-hmm. but also how you got here. Simon, why don't you guide us? Which way do we go first? Well, I'm assuming he just walked from his building, so I would go with the first one. Listeners at home, if you're just tuning in, this is various breads and butters in Lafayette College, WJRH. Ben just gave me the just the worst look ever for that. <laughs> I think pretty funny joke about the idea I, I, about how Amir got just here. Went, oh, I see. Now yeah. I got it. There you go. <laughs> see, it Michelle was working on the eye roll. It's a slow burn sound effect. Yes. Uh, Amir, can you tell me what is your area of expertise, if not gaming? Uh, computer vision. What does that mean? Simplest way to explain it is kind of teaching computers to see. So computers oh. can um, can store images. They can you know, they're very good at that. Mm-hmm. Cameras can take images and just kind of you know have pixels. But seeing is a is a lot more of an evolved uh, yeah. operation. Can than I that. say it's the difference between looking and seeing? Right. Psh, very nice. That was great. <laughs> there you go. Where, where'd you get that? I don't know. I just thought of it. Was that one? Is that one to grow on? The difference between hearing and listening is another one yep. that I like to use in nowhere. 
But uh, okay, so you but you here. want so it's computers understanding. Yeah. It's it's less of the sort of the the retinal. And yeah, more so of the I, I don't care about the eye. Yeah, I care about what happens in the brain, and, yeah. and in a way, that's that's where we see right. Mm-hmm. So the eye is really kind of a mechanical tool, but yeah. you know, you could you can kind of say that you know blind people have some sort of seeing of understanding space mm-hmm. and and that kind of thing and and now they have all these artificial ways of seeing yep. so and people with with cortical blindness too have a also very different way of of seeing right. the world that they exactly. that in some ways depending on where the damage is they can see even though they don't have the perception of seeing right. and they can right it's all very very interesting yeah, yeah it's it's a very it's a very interesting subject very fast evolving yes extremely fast yeah and i think when we when we had talked about it before i was my example was our friends in Philly who, who her daughter, their daughter um, moves around in a wheelchair and she doesn't have muscle control and she doesn't speak much, but she now has a, a device called a Toby. So she'll point with her eyes and look at the screen and she can write stories and mm-hmm. hold pretty, you know, swift conversations right. by pointing. So it's capturing her retinal direction. Yeah. So that's the different, that's different than what you do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's different. Yeah, because that's uh, although, very mechanical. Although, although that is, I mean, I don't know exactly how this device works, but at some point this device has to capture her eyes and understand where her eye is. And that is computer vision as well. So that's kind of a very mm-hmm. subtask of computer vision. Of You know, there's a lot of uh, computer vision in like factories, like look, making sure the car screws are screwed on correctly or stuff like that. Right. Uh, that's a, somewhat of an older version of what computer vision used to do. And now we're kind of moving into this more like, Here's an image. What's going on in this image? What are these people doing? You know, those kind of questions. <laughs> and do you use like neural network type of things? Yeah, so okay. the the kind of cutting edge mm-hmm. things to do are using deep neural networks, um, which are now used basically for everything. Mm-hmm. So vision is kind of one of the most best case scenarios where it works really well. But Siri is mostly based on uh, deep neural networks understanding you. Um, now, generating language is also based on basic uh, the same networks. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's kind of uh, the mm-hmm. main route. I got interested in computer vision because uh, when I went to get my PhD, um, I was actually interested in, in the brain. You know, I, I kind of feel like the brain is like the final frontier. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like space we kind of know a lot about. Yeah. Right. Maybe there's a few places in the ocean we haven't discovered yet, but like the brain, we were very, we're very far away from understanding exactly what's going on there. Some might uh, say the brain is wider than the sky. <laughs> where where <laughs> are you getting this? Emily Dickinson. <laughs> she said that? Yeah. The brain is wider than the sky. Place them like, side by side. The like one the other will contain and you beside. <laughs> Come on, wow. guys. Get with the program. <laughs> wow. Truth is beauty. beauty Hashtag truth. humanities. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the miso level of your reference. I like you know, got the sky above, you got the ocean below. Yeah, yeah. And then here we are, people right in the middle. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And and in the thing in our head, we understand the least. So the other uh, line of questioning is: you brought it up. Where did you do your studies? Cornell, right? Cornell. Mm-hmm. Was... Well, where where did you do your high school studies? Where did you grow up, Amir? Yeah, I grew up in Israel. Okay. I was born here, but my parents were Israeli, so we moved to Israel when I was four. Mm-hmm. And so I spent four to twenty-four mm-hmm. uh, in Israel, four to okay. twenty-three. Which part? Which town? Uh, it's a suburb of Tel Aviv called Ra'anana. Okay. You, do you get back often? Uh, once a year. Are your parents still there? My parents are still there. Two siblings still there. Huh. Lots of good friends. Mm-hmm. Were yeah. you in the military? I'd have served in the military. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, what was your role? What did you do? Um, I was actually an officer um, in the artillery force. Cool. So, so then, so then you. Uh, the 24, you went back to the United States? Yeah, I mean, for me, well, yeah, I, I spent, uh, so 23, I left. I, I spent a year in South America backpacking. Cool. Where? Um, 
Chile, Argentina, Bolivia, Peru, Brazil. Where did you do your undergrad? Um, then I came here. I did a few years at Brooklyn College. So I came here. I still didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. I did a few years at Brooklyn College. Um, and then I transferred to Cooper Union in New York City. For I did electrical engineering there. All right. And at what point did you find out that Ithaca was gorgeous? <laughs> right after. Right after that, I went to Cornell for graduate school. Oh. I mean, I started Cooper Union as a sophomore because I transferred. I was already 27 um, so I was already kind of late in the game. Were you yeah. buying beer for undergraduates? <laughs> no, they ne- they they never found out. They, I remember when they found out the first time I was twenty seven. <laughs> People were like, "They." So it's probably like a year and a half after we're already kind of studying together. Uh, okay. Nobody's ever asked me how old I was. I never, you know, volunteered this information, and then I told people. I was 27 and they were like, oh, well, you're, like you're, sh- should we call you sir? Like oh, they, nice. they didn't know how to act around call me. You I, mean, lieutenant. I mean, the thing is, I, you know, even during my college years, it was very different than here that I wasn't like, all my life wasn't in the college. So sure. I had a lot of friends outside of college. I already had, you know, my wife now, but my mm-hmm. girlfriend then. And mm-hmm. so I had a lot of my life outside of college. Did you meet so in New like, York? We did meet in New York. Yeah. Did you live right in New York? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm, in Brooklyn. Do you like it there? I love it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we were seriously considering going back, but it's very expensive. And apparently they don't have Chuck E. Cheese's anywhere around That was there. one of the reasons I was considering moving back. There's but, a liability. But you did go to Chelsea Piers for birthday parties, so I think everything was fine, as I've learned from Michelle out in the studio. Don't don't listen to him. Okay. okay. Um, you've had two years, so I think a common question or something that I'm always interested in is people's perceptions of different schools or how they find this campus or the students here. Uh, relative to others or academic experiences or colleagues. Uh, so how's it going? <laughs> it's going well. I mean, I, I, I'm really, I'm happy. I, you know, when I applied to, or when actually I even applied to get my PhD, um, I, this is the type of environment that I was kind of envisioning, kind of in this smaller school, smaller department, uh, teaching undergraduates. Did you have a perception of what the Lehigh Valley was before you got here? No. And I still, I still don't exactly, I still can't exactly define it. It's sort of a little bit fluid. We're still not sure what we are. Um, I I, I always, I've always been a person who made his life very local. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and my wife is the same way. So we, we don't like, even I had periods at the time where my wife was working far away, but we always tried to like, you know, have our friends local, have our places that we like to hang out local. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, we, 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 we've never been to Allentown. We've never been to Philly since we've been here. Yeah. We, we just, yeah. Yeah. So this what I didn't need to ask the question I was going to ask earlier is that it, had you considered living in New York and working here? Because we do have colleagues who, mm-hmm. who, who, no. who come in, you know, for actually, whatever number of days a week. Colleagues that live just, you know, north of Philly that come in and work here too. No, for me, for me actually, yeah, no, that would defeat the purpose. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm on your side with that. <laughs> um, I, I do love the city, and, and, and I had an opportunity there. And I am a city person, so mm-hmm. I'm much more of a city person, probably more than my wife. Um, but, you know, I like that kind of energy. And we go there, you know, probably once a month to New York. We kind of go often because my brother's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is actually, I, I didn't bring up the, the cheese thing, the pizza thing earlier for mm-hmm. this purpose, but... New York is famous for having good pizza. So they say. Um, not Chuck E. Cheese. It's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe New York, New York deep dish pizza is what we're talking about. <laughs> famous for a Chicago I deep dish. I think so, yeah. Uh, and I've just been so stunned since we lived here that how bad so much of the pizza is. There's a strong high Italian presence in the area, but the pizza is just terrible. Here. Uh, Ithaca, Ithaca had the worst pizza, I think, in the country. 
Really? Yeah, I was like coming here. I was so happy that the pizza half was half decent. I actually see. I, I, I people say that all the time, and I I not in agreement in in fear. But you that don't I'm, believe? I'm going to see that. That's like I don't know. Even my wife, former guest, friend of the show, current wife Jennifer Tallarico, said you know she has she has the same idea of pizza here, and I'm just like I don't. I you don't just know. never had good pizza then. My my range of great pizza to bad pizza is just maybe yeah. a little truncated. Well, I mean, I want to say because so, I know that like uh, cultural studies people, food food studies scholars have have looked into some of these things where whatever pizza you have at a certain age, you lock in as your favorite or your best type. Mm. And so, no matter where people go, they always complain about the pizza. It's never as good as oh, it was where they lived before. That is interesting. That's a very common cultural thing. Mm. But uh, I'm curious about that because we. Uh, our family, we have a favorite pizza place in from Charlottesville, which was well into our life, and it wasn't a formative year. And we're pretty adamant that it's clearly like the best pizza that people make. Uh, so I don't know how to explain that, but I'm still fascinated by how zealous people are arguing for which pizza is better and why they like one over the other and how they demand very specific uh, tastes. Charlottesville for you was in a in a different way formative year, so it could it's could st- I mean, it was a good time in your life, so it could still well, be. In fact, we met someone who was also a Cornell graduate, and they had lived in Ithaca, and they said, "Oh, the the pizza place we were talking about in Charlottesville was Christian's Pizza. Mm-hmm. They moved there from Ithaca. There used to be Christian's Pizza in Ithaca, which would have been before your time. Yeah, okay. Uh, so maybe maybe they had a good pizza in Ithaca. Um, I don't after know. All. Uh, so <laughs> people used to say it's the water, like there's like the water doesn't New York taste City as good, water, which is yeah. true. New York City water is very good. Yeah. Maybe the thing is that you get locked into your type of pizza when you're growing up in your formative years, but that doesn't mean like that's going to be the best pizza. That's true. You right. can still have the same type of pizza, but better. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and, you know, I notice the students here too have weird relationships with pizza because at least for me, some of the pizza places <laughs> how, that how are- How do you mean that? Well, some of the pizza places <laughs> that are local here are actually, I think, pretty good. Um, you know, just just out on the main drag here. No. V- well, versus like a Domino's or a Papa John's oh, okay. pizza. Yeah, I, but they're still ordering Domino's and Papa John's pizza. It, students, do you, do you have any comments on that? I'm very, very biased <laughs> towards New York pizza just because that's okay, what that's, I've grown okay. up with. I think a New Yorker can't really contribute to this conversation because the, the reputation of New York pizza uh, surpasses the city. So I would just assume that if you're from there, you're just going to talk about that. I just view like pizza in two different categories. There's like New York pizza, which is actually really good pizza. And then everything else, which is just kind of like pizza like, and I will eat it, but it isn't the same, like it isn't the same experience. But this, I mean, that's kind of like the whole, uh, uh, you can't get a good bagel in LA. Like bagels are only good in New York. That's another stereotype. Which is true. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to have to go. I agree with the pizza too. I mean, it's not like you can't get, but like if you walk into any pizzeria in New York, you'll probably get a better pizza than you would like. Yeah, I've had what better a, $1 pizza than what the about, pizza what about I, I Maine? Get here. What about Maine pizza? Mm, yeah, so the nearest like pizza place to my house is like a 15-minute drive. <laughs> so we're big fans of homemade pizza. Okay. Um, and we get really creative with that. So I'm I'm a proponent of that solely because you can put, you can come up with the weirdest combinations yeah. and find new things that are good that your standard pizza place, New York or otherwise, wouldn't necessarily be willing to serve a person. <laughs> it, it might be against the Geneva Convention. Right, exactly. Right. Yeah, you're, yeah one of the weird things about moving away from New York is just the concept that pizza by the slice isn't a very common thing everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, my sister especially had this problem when she moved to the West Coast and I just couldn't God, I, find pizza by the slice. I wish I could have said friend of the show, follower. Your sister? Still not. 
We are you, we're running against some time issues here, do, right? You've got a quiz? Let's do a quiz. Okay. Are okay. you ready for a quiz out there? I'm ready. We're ready. Okay, are you going to pick on the quality of the quiz? Absolutely. Yes. That's Probably. Tradition. Okay. Definitely. In keeping. All right. The quiz is, all right, are these famous computers that are in movies or or did we make them up? Oh, I like this. Fic- yeah. Fictional computer movies or not. Now, are you a movie watcher, Amir? I am a movie watcher. I'm okay. not a com- necessarily a computer movie watcher. Well, I don't watch movies specifically with computers. What about movies made by computers? I've Whoa. watched a few. Okay. <laughs> Solely? I got it. No. <laughs> you don't teach the intro course that focuses on digital media I do. That, that's, well, digital media processing. Processing, oh. So computer vision would be a considered like a digital media processing. All right, so... Uh, I think, as with all things, this starts with the easy question, just to set the bar for everybody. Pal nine thousand. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I, uh, they're answering too. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, We're all that's doing cool. it. We all answer. Yeah. yeah. Although I, nine thousand, I don't know. That doesn't sound right, but. <laughs> Pal nine thousand is a, is a computer in a movie. <laughs> yeah. What was the movie? Two thousand one Space yeah. Odyssey. Oh, look at that! They know it out there. Mm-hmm. I have the soundtrack to that on vinyl, and it's fantastic. Ooh, 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 <laughs> ooh! <laughs> Sounds like we got an outro music. Oh yeah, I was wondering what what you're gonna put when I came in. Who knows? Some kind of hipster. That, that, that's all done in post. Brooklyn hipster band. No Israeli. No. <laughs> Klezmer. It's definitely Klezmer. <laughs> Absolutely. Guaranteed. Uh-huh. Uh, sounds good. All right, uh, number two, the Tabernacle. Mm, the Tabernacle no. sounds ominous. Yeah, I'm going for no as well. I'm going for yes. I, I, I'm gonna go no because that's a, a Mormon choir. It's a yes. The answer oh, is yes. yes. Oh. What movie? Zardoz. 1974's <laughs> Zardoz. Oh, yeah, he's so proud of himself that he actually had the answer to that. He he answered almost before I answered the yeah. question. Well, did you exactly. watch this movie? No, but I the, think the rule has to be that you have to watch the movie. You can Google like random computer names in a movie. Here, here <laughs> I am proud that I'm I was I was prepared to be criticized because I never know where the what the answers to these come from. Uh-huh. So I went one step farther and actually got the answer. I think you were too only, proud, only to find out that I see you want me to go two steps farther. Yeah, no, you're, you're no, I, I, I like just, was this yeah. movie released in the theaters or is it like a yeah, straight to? I've heard of it. I don't know. You have? Yeah. Okay. All right. The next one. So we had Hal Nine Thousand. Okay, the Tabernacle. I say Zardoz spelled backwards is also Zardoz. No, it's not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no race Con- car, race car. Continue. Uh, number three, the Talmud. The Talmud? The Talmud. Oh, the Talmud. <laughs> I'll go for a no on that one. I'm also going to go no. Uh, T-Dubs? I'm going for no. All right. I think it's like an ancient type of computer. I think one could define it as that. I'm going to say no. Was it, in a, was it in a movie? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. No, it wasn't in that. That's That's the one. Sure. All right. No. How did would you? Uh, this is like the null set that we don't know. Maybe there is one. Maybe there's that's an true. Israeli movie. That's, that's right. right. And that's the computer name. That's right. That would be so, a good name for a computer. Yes, name. that would be an excellent name. That would be good. well. Everybody would listen to it. Yep. Yes. Let's, <laughs> well, not everybody. So <laughs> everybody would complain about yeah. it. Filmmakers out there giving you an idea right, right. there. Friends of the show, filmmakers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The next one is Father. The name of the computer is. Father. Now, is this a computer or could it be like a robot? It's a computer. Just computer. No mm-hmm. face. Named father. Robots have to have a face? Is that I the th- difference? I think so. You're the expert. That's pretty I, good. I would, I would, I, computer I, with I, a face is a robot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like that. Can confirm. Yeah, that's good. Uh, um, father, what do we think? I'm going with yeah. I'll say yes. I'll go with uh, no. I'll say, I'll say yes. It is yes. yes. Does anybody know the movie? No. No idea. Alien Resurrection. 
Oh, okay. Alien Resurrection. That the one that nobody watched? Yeah, I think after yeah. like Alien 3, nobody <laughs> watched those anymore. All right, here's a curveball. Yeah. Next one, Mother. Ooh. Oh. I'm going to I'm going to take the fact that you always do this. And <laughs> you needed you needed another alternate <laughs> fake answer and I'm going to say no. See, I'm going to go the route of you always do these back to back. They always play the game maker, not the game. But, no, I like but this. I still think I'm it's worth going. I'm listening to all of them and then I'm going to make my decision. I'm going to go yes. Okay. I like Michelle's Sancho. answer. It's like a double double spy <laughs> kind of thing like yep. in uh Yeah. yeah. I'm going with yes as well. Double cross. I think, yeah, I think that you movie? would be really pleased to see a computer by each name and just mm-hmm. that, that make you very happy. Okay. What did you say? I, I'm going for yes. It is yes. In fact, oh, I, I'm yes. picking one, which was from the movie Dark Star, also 1974. <laughs> oh, God. There's multiple? Oh, you, wow, you knew the year too. Uh, yes. Wow. Uh, because it's also a Grateful Dead song. Oh, okay. Um, but there were, a, you know, there were a number of them that comes up a lot. Mm. <clears throat> what do you think that's saying about us? I don't know. What, what do you think it says about the next one, which Go. was... <laughs> Brother? Samantha. Samantha. Yes. Yeah, I feel like I've seen a movie with a Samantha computer. Yes. I, is it now, is it spelled Samantha <laughs> like norm, one normally would, or is it S, period, A, period, nope. M? Uh, oh. Then I'm going to say no. How, how would you not know this? The answer is yes, because our friend of the show, future guest, ScarJo. Oh, plays Samantha in her. Uh, what well, I thought. Oh, her, that's right. I never saw that's that movie. That's why I saw that movie. I thought the computer's name was her. <laughs> uh, so, we're, we're giving the official uh, various bread and butters endorsement. Good movie. That's I, also, I, I disagree, but I liked it. And I'm gonna. You just, you, I didn't, didn't you didn't it. like the fashion. You what? opposed. You didn't like the pants style. The pants style. Yeah, the the clothes. No, that's not, how do no, you know? It? I could just tell. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like what they did is they took like a romantic comedy. Made the the female character a, a, ro- a computer, and uh-huh. then they said, "Oh, this is a much smarter romantic comedy." But it was still kind of romantic comedy. They fall in love. She gets jealous. He gets jealous. Same thing. Now, do, right. do you find? I don't want to. I don't want to take. I but, like the critical insight. Thank you. But do you? Do you <laughs> I don't do you agree. Find but I like that you're more critical of movies that include AI and computers. And no, all that no, stuff. I'm actually not. Okay. <laughs> I don't think so. I like a lot of those movies. Mm-hmm. It's not like I. But you have to like take a step back and not be critical. Yeah, I mean, I, I I try not to think of it too critically as mm-hmm. far as like, oh, this this can't be it or something like that. Sure. But um, different than when in, in prior episodes, I think no, we talked about the representation of professors in movies, and mm-hmm. that's that's that is very troublesome almost always. Because yeah, I'm so very rare. good at suspending disbelief for movies. I'm I'm very as long as a movie's good, I don't care how realistic or how you know. Mm-hmm. How well they portray? Because I mean, what is the life of a professor? Each professor is different. That he no, could no, do. they're the same. Simon, they're the same. Pretty sure agree, they're the same. Agree to disagree. <laughs> agree to disagree. Yeah. Okay. Next, I have more. I have another one. Uh, Susie. Susie. No. So we got no. father, mother, Samantha, Susie. No. I'm gonna say no. Yeah, no. there've been too many yeses. I gotta say no. All right. This was what you were asking before. This is actually s dot u dot s dot i dot e dot. It oh, stands for. Go syn- for yes. Synchro. <laughs> <laughs> synchro unifying gotcha. sy- synchro unifying sinometric integrating equitensor that's what it stood for those are all made up words yeah <laughs> this is from chronos from 1957 oh, uh, naturally 1957 all right. that was a good year i got another one uh esteban esteban i i you i don't think there's been a no yet so i'm gonna say no <clears throat> i'll go for yes i'll go for no i'm going for no it's no yes have you checked this yeah, well, yeah. the null set. <laughs> the Talmud was no also. Yeah, oh, that's right. That's true. Uh, how about the Chichi 3000? Chichi? Chichi. Like Chichi Rodriguez. 
I am going to say no. No. Actually, let me hear the students first. Yeah. Uh, no. Good I'll go no. Chi-Chi 3000? Yeah, not Chi-Chi 2000. <laughs> yeah, that's not the problem. Mistaken, not, not to be mistaken for Chi-Chi 2000. <laughs> not to be mistaken for Chi-Chi 2000. Um, I'm going with no. It's a yes. Return of the Living Dead in 1985. You're going way uh, old wow. with these movies. I get movies from the 50s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, and today. I'm a junior faculty. Yeah. <laughs> what do you know? Yeah, you're going to have to bleep out the junior part, I think. <laughs> I have um, a mere two more. You have a mirror too? Okay. Oh, a Wait, pun. a mirror. There we go. I got that. <laughs> uh, uh, the next one is Friday. I'll go yes. Yes. Yep. I'm going to say no. I'll go yes. Simon, this is from The Avengers. This is one of your movies. Friday, The Avengers? Friday. No, not that. Wait, which Avengers are you talking about? 2015. <laughs> oh, really? Yep. Age of Ultron? <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, that's right. You're right. That's a yes. <laughs> yeah, which that leaves me yes. with one more. Okay. Tuesday. Can you guess it? Sunday? Sunday. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. What a fantastic lead-in. Well, um, well played. What a beautiful tr- what a beautiful transition. Really, really. I'm going to say no to Sunday. You I'll always do. I'll also say no. Yes. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to say no as well. Well yeah. done. It's a, it's a no. Um, but that movie would have liked Black Licorice. It would have. I don't know what question to ask Are these like next. inside jokes that are happening right now? Well, you will be cringy in about... <laughs> I'd give it one minute. <laughs> no, I'm going to give it zero seconds. Um, so Simon has a question for speaking you. Speaking of Friday, Sunday. So I just want to know a simple question for you to answer. Which day do you like better, Friday or Sunday? Friday. You like Friday better. So obviously Friday is a day that you're working, I, I assume. It's a mm-hmm. regular work day. Sunday is a day that you have off. So why would you like the day that you're working as opposed to the day you have off? Because you get to think about the days you have. I'm, 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 I, I like hope. Mm, interesting. Thinking yes. ahead. Thinking ahead. Thinking ahead. Maybe, Maybe not... it means that I don't live in the moment. I, is... I know your psychological analysis there. <laughs> this is the theory. This is the... Well, I, I, I But will actually, say... I do live in the moment. But I'm also like, you can live, the moment is thinking about later. Oh, I'm, I'm like a Thursday person because I'm thinking about Friday. <laughs> um, but no, we're, we, everybody at the table is, is a Friday person. Um, and so, so we are not, we are certainly not judging you on that but the the follow-up question is is how do you feel about black licorice i don't like any licorice ah okay so we don't care about the uh, any licorice we we know that black licorice you don't like Mm -hmm. so that 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 follows that follows so is Um, that the rule that friday people don't our our data has found the the studies the published studies we've done have indicated and and this is actually with with like thousands of five thousand five thousand yeah yeah, five thousand respondents to this survey question. Amir is completely wait, wait, confused how many? by how this is possible. <laughs> well, my first question is, how many people were Sunday people that liked black licorice? Was that like a fifty-fifty well, idea, or was the, it like nobody liked black licorice? No, it wasn't. It wasn't that. that. It was. It was. It was statistically significant. That's all you need to know. Um, but, but surprisingly, one third of people prefer Sunday to Friday. It's called the platinum ratio. And they also. It's called the platinum ratio. <laughs> <laughs> So I, th- I, think, I think that takes us to the to the end. Here. I think it does. Amir Sadovnik, a uh, professor of computer science at Lafayette College, we really want to thank you for being on the show. Uh, I want to thank Ben. I want to thank Michelle in the studio. Uh, is it? Is, are we going with T Dubs? We're we going to sideshow sideshow Tom. Uh, Michelle, what do you think? I say this week uh, he gets sideshow Tom. Side we can switch Tom. it up. Okay, he's still auditioning. We don't know. If he's yeah, gonna... we don't know. He seems to do really well today. 
Well, and maybe he can use you as a as a reference. Wait, wait, wait! I was really pleased with everything he did today. Oh, is this your reference now? Is yeah, this, yeah, right. Okay, now. Oh, that's it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, maybe in writing would have been nicer, but whatever. Yes, uh, letterhead. Um, okay. Well, uh, I think I think we're good. Um, and uh, you can always uh, follow us on Twitter at some later date. You can like us on Facebook with facebook.com front slash various breads and butters. Just but say go to thing. Facebook and go type on type us in. Type us in. You can uh, email us questions, comments, or concerns at variousbreadsandbutters at gmail.com. You can uh, go to iTunes and rate the show. Rate the show. Swipe right for VBB. Swipe right for VBB. Yeah. <laughs> Swipe right. Yeah, that's, that's we'll make a, a dedicated new campaign. VBB hashtag. Yeah. Um, and thank you for being on the show. Yeah, thank you very Thanks much. For no yeah. problem. Okay. Headphones off. Headphones off. My phone was buzzing. See, this is why Do Not Disturb was invented. Uh, Okay, let me tell you something about Do Not Disturb. (laughs) Okay. I am a huge proponent of Do Not Disturb. In fact, I use it. In fact, it's on my phone right now. Except that I have buff, like, emergency family members. Ah, you have it disabled for emergency contacts. Exactly. So, I'm still surprised. Now everyone has a smartphone. And you're in meeting rooms, you're in all this stuff, and people still, first of all, they forget to turn their ringer off completely, and so... You know that should be the first thing you do. Do you when want to you talk about how often this happens in class? Oh, does it happen? I don't know in class. I, Constantly. I'm, I'm talking about meetings, like oh. like 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 administrative or faculty Are meetings. The younger members of the show can confirm. Yes. The it ubiquity does. of it. Yeah. During two of my comp sci tests, comp- had uh, cell phones going off. Maybe three of them had cell phones going off. Did they justify it because they were comp sci students and that's what happens? No mm. one like they just no one talked about it. They just kind of let it happen. No one owned up to it, and well, then <laughs> it's the new. It's the yeah. new fart. One, yeah. <laughs> one was also That's an a... alarm, so it just didn't stop the entire test. Yeah. Well, this is so. This is one where, like, Ben and I never experienced this when we were in in college because no one had cell phone. Now we go into meetings. So the the next step is okay. Well, I'll just put it on silent, which is actually not silent because the phone vibrates, and every time someone yep. gets a text, it's another vibrate. It's another vibrate, and. You can hear that from a few chairs away. So that doesn't actually do it. The only thing that does it is iPhone has do not disturb. You just turn that on. <laughs> you flick up from the bottom. There's a, little, there's a little quarter moon symbol. You press that, flick it down, and suddenly you don't get any notifications of anything coming in. But if you turn on your phone, you can, can we, see the notifications come through. Can we do the same effect on this one? You kind of get to the end yeah, of the story. Sure, sure. <laughs> let's let's go through it. And then point 50 <laughs> is that very This has upset. been Tech Talk with Simon and yeah. the gang. I, I think people should learn about this Do Not Disturb feature because they're not fooling anyone with the, with the constant it's buzzing. It's not just pushing the button down on the side? No, that's what I'm talking well, about. Pushing oh. the button down on the side creates the vibration. Okay, I just kind of faded you, out when you were talking. You can uh, make it even easier than the button because you can schedule Do Not Disturb to automatically turn on. I just really want to defend myself because Michelle came right at me and I'm like, <laughs> Sorry. wait a second, I am a proponent of Do Not Disturb. It seems like an easy parody to, to have a, a film of students walking out of a classroom because between 100 and 100% of them are are. are Face, or looking at the phones. I'm gonna I'm gonna defend students here too because I do the same thing. Like once I'm done with a meeting, I say, okay, what have I missed? 
I think Ben is the odd person out here that you can send him a text at 7 a.m. and he's like, oh, I didn't get it till 12 hours later because I was, I was on my laptop and I never saw it. And meanwhile, it's like, hey, my house is on fire. Can you bring some water? <laughs> and he's like, well, I guess I missed that one. So um, right. I'm, I'm, I'm with the students here. I, I think that's probably wise of you that if your house is on fire, the thing you should do is, is just text, text somebody. Text <laughs> to Ben. There's, there's no other well, now social I know mechanism. Not to. Now I know not to text Ben to bring yeah. me a bucket of water. Do you want me to also, configure my phone? Also, one single bucket of water for your house being on fire. It was a small oh, fire, small Michelle. Fire. Yeah, Very yeah. small fire. But I think... I could set up my phone so that as soon as you text me, it just automatically transfers to 911. Do you need me to do that for you? And what are the ramifications? If I I thought you had the technical ability to take a text that I send and transfer it to 911, I would would take you more seriously.